Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Blush. I am Tiffany, and I'm here with Hiva. Hiva, how are you doing today? Hi, Tiff. I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm doing amazing. So, okay, I have this theory that kind of just came to me. I think you can tell a lot about a guy or a girl by their celebrity crush. So I think it's a really good like first date question or early dating question, And depending on who they say, and maybe ask for like a few examples, because I think one can be really difficult as well, you can get a really good idea of what they value in the opposite sex. What do you think? Full disclosure, Tiffany told me this like maybe 30 minutes ago, and I basically scrolled down my text list and I found pretty much every single guy that was in the top like 50 people I had texted and asked every single one of them and wrote (laughs) down all of my findings. And I have to say, she's not wrong. You can tell a lot by what a person says. Yeah. I'm just going to run through some of them. One of my best friends He said Olivia Wilde, Mila Kunis, and Emma Stone. He said that they're all physically attractive, plus they're really cool, and he can take them home to mom. Then he kind of had some self-awareness around the fact that they're all white, and he replaced Olivia Wilde with Zoe Saldana. Saldana, How do you say her name? Zoe Saldana. Saldana, yeah, who I think is amazing. Great, beautiful answers. I had one guy ask me like 3,000 questions instead of just answering the question <laughs> and then ended up just listing porn stars. So oh, okay. I think well, that says a lot about him that's, and I don't yeah. need to even elaborate on that. If you go on a date with a guy and you ask him his celebrity crush and he says three porn stars, just pick up your stuff and leave. Yeah. Just Unless you're planning on just having sex with him. Actually, even then, pick up your stuff and leave. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, in all fairness, you know, this guy is uh, in a relationship and not into me. Maybe he would say something different on a date. I would hope. I don't know. One guy said Emily Ratajkowski, which... Uh. <laughs> I mean, this all started because Tiffany was like, I think if a guy says his celebrity crush is Emily Ratajkowski, that says that he's into basic bitch or like like he has basic taste. What is her personality? I don't know. I don't know. I'm very aware of all parts of her body. I have no idea what (laughs) her personality (laughs) is. I could probably draw her body if I needed to. Like, I know her body better than I know my own, but I have no idea what her personality is. And that is no shade to her in the sense where, like, she posts a lot of naked pics. There's a lot of girls that post a lot of naked pics. I know their personality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree. He also said AOC, which did not see coming. (laughs) What? Uh, Like, I mean, those two do not seem to fit together. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, I can kind of see it. They kind of like hot progressive chicks. I don't know. And then he said, this girl I know who runs a podcast who I assume he means me, but I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I Maybe he's okay. talking about, you know, call her daddy. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one guy that we both know said he's really into WNBA players in general, which I totally see for him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then I have this friend who is very, he's from Houston, but he's like kind of artsy and into like, I don't know, artsy kind of music. And he listed all these kind of like edgy artsy girls Mm. that like look a little, it's just so fitting. There's a guy that I currently have a crush on and he wrote, 
in this order. Ivanka Trump, which interesting, did not see coming, especially yeah. as a first one. Margot Robbie. I mean, beautiful, stunning. Of course, at this point, I'm like, okay, okay. He lists two blonde girls. This yeah. isn't going that well for me. And then he wrote, I don't know how to pronounce her name at all. I had to look up who she is. Gal Gadot. She's like Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Okay, I don't know anyone. Um, which I was like, all right, thank God, darker features. And then he also added Olivia Munn, which is now four people. I asked for three, so I think what we're learning here is he doesn't know how to count. Um, <laughs> also, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to judge that one. I always think of it as if I'm dating a guy and he's like, let's say he said that his one of his celebrity crushes is like Giselle Bunchen. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, let's end this date right now. There's no fucking way you're even remotely physically attracted to me. Not just because she's like a former Victoria's Secret model, but like if we if you were gonna like walk into a store, she would be in like the health and wellness section, and I would be in like the bin that's like on sale because it's probably expired. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's like we're in, we're in two different sections of the store. And I think that's kind of what the question aligns with. It's like, if any of the women that they say, if you can see yourself in the same bin or in the same section, maybe not on the same row, but like in the same okay. vicinity, you know how when you walk into clothing stores and they have like, each section where it's like a, a style like it's like oh here's like the floral clothes and like the preppy and here's like the punk it's like would we be sold in the same area okay it doesn't mean you even look alike like you could look nothing like her but you could still be in the same department right 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 I don't really know enough about any of these chicks to say if I do or not and also this isn't hard science you know if your boyfriend's type is like Pam Anderson and you look like a fucking leaf like I'm not saying like he's not into you like it's just you know doesn't really mean anything I mean so I was thinking about mine and mine are so random so my number one at first off I, do, I tend not to have celebrity crushes so much I tend to have crushes on fictional characters in tv shows but <laughs> Okay. If I had to pick some, one is from a reality show because, again, I like can see his personality. It's Bo Clark from Vanderpump Rules. That's my all-time favorite. He's silly. He's goofy. He's down. He's just chill, patient, understanding. Like He is my dream man. And it really has nothing to do with his looks. Right. It's his energy. He's like that person that I would want with me through life. Like he, I could like have fun with him. I could party with him. I could have Sunday scaries with him. I could travel. Like he's just down. Bo Burnham, not a looks thing at all. Oh, interesting. I just think that he's so talented. He's so feminist. And I like I find the way that he speaks to be so attractive do you have a third yes and this is purely looks jason momoa oh oh my god i could so see that for you he's tall he has a ton of hair looks a little bit like a you know like a wildebeest a little bit like hagrid <laughs> from harry potter vibes <laughs> <laughs> don't you think you also in terms of men that you date or attracted to have qualities that those men in some way or another exhibit. Yeah. And when they don't, I mean, it's something I measure up against. Like when I um, <clears throat> was recently in a relationship and ended it, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that he does not share a lot of traits with these men. What about yours? I would say I only really have one that I'm just would do anything to be with. And that's Jason Bateman. <laughs> fascinating and I see it yeah I'm obsessed with Jason Bateman I mean it's I'm pretty obnoxious we were watching Ozark and anything he did I was just like oh mm. <laughs> and Mr. B was like shut the fuck up I cannot watch his show with you like stop sexualizing he's like murdering people and you're like casually turned on by it like it's really obnoxious but I am so in love with him. And I do think he has like a lot of attributes that I look for in guys. And I do think him and Mr. B would probably be sold in the same section of the grocery store. Well, they look alike. Kind 
not really. I think they like, look a lot alike. They have really? the same exact look. <laughs> Someone was like, you're into guys that look like they would be in finance. And I'm like, yeah, that's accurate. That's an accurate. Yeah. I mean, but there's, there's I guys know. I've dated that don't look like they would ever be allowed near finance. <laughs> um, so it's not necessary. But I also wasn't necessarily physically attracted to them. But I think it's just a vibe. Like he's smart. He's witty. He's funny. He's like not arrogant. I feel like Jason yeah. Bateman is very approachable. Like you could feel really comfortable around him. He's kind of a guy's guy, but he's also, I don't ever see him like disrespecting a woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he'd ever do something like that. He seems smart. He's very smart and seems very happily married. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That could change. When I was single, like literally once a month, I would Google Jason Bateman still married. <laughs> and I was like, yes, relax. Um, but yeah, so I think that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And he's also funny, but like not in an in your face kind of way. Yes. And I would say that's the type of humor I like in men. I don't like men that are funny in like an obnoxious way where mm-hmm. like they suck attention. Like I don't like a Jim Carrey type. Yeah, funny. yeah, like, yeah. I agree. I would kill that. Like that wouldn't last for 10 minutes. I like a guy that his humor, there's like subtlety to it. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So just as a fun thing, if you're talking to someone or dating someone, I mean, don't take it that seriously, but find out what their celebrity crushes are. And in my case, you might find out that the guy that you like is into girls that are nothing like you. So, Well, wait, which one is the one that you like? The one who said Ivanka Trump, Gal Gadot, Margot Robbie, and Olivia Munn. I will say... Ivanka Trump, incredibly smart. Mm -hmm. All of them are actually really smart. I definitely see similarities with you, like strong, smart women. I think they are all strong women. Thanks. I'll take it. So moving on to our topics of the week, we're not talking about just one thing. We're talking about sort of all stages of relationships. Yeah. So we at first considered doing an episode about breakups, but honestly, how many people could possibly be going through breakups right now? So we didn't think that would be that interesting for most people. And we thought something that would be more interesting and more fun is and like a little less dark. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> like really heavy. Yeah. This episode is entirely about your heart being shattered into a million pieces it's like okay Which, skip yeah who knows maybe we will do that one day I don't foresee it we'll see who let's knows. hope not yeah seriously instead we're gonna kind of go through the relationship cycles various stages and kind of you know, give our own feedback from our own experiences. So where I really wanted to start, even though this isn't actually a relationship stage at all, is a stage where you're fully, fully unattached. And by that, I mean, you don't have a crush on anyone. You're not thinking about anyone. You're like, if you were to hear a love song, there is not a single person that would pop in your mind. Like you're fully unattached. You're not like thinking about your ex anymore. You're not talking to any guys. Like there is just no one on your mind. And honestly, I don't think a lot of people have had a stage like this. I don't think it's like the most common thing. Like amongst my friends, I'm probably one of the maybe only only or like one of the only people I know who has had this stage ever. I can really honestly say that I've never had that. <laughs> maybe up until I was like six years old. I had nothing at all. Since I discovered as a six-year-old boys never experienced this uh I don't it's not something I'm proud of it's not something I recommend but I agree with Hiva I think everyone should experience it and coming from someone who never has there's definitely a part of me that I wish at some point I had maybe freshman year of high school but that's Mm. mainly because I was so gross looking that like no one wanted (laughs) anything to do with me it wasn't by choice it was like by necessity (laughs) 
throughout my entire childhood, I always had crushes. I mean, I wasn't like, yeah. you know, dating, but I always had crushes. Right. Same. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't until I was 22, I got out of relationship. And then I went through a seven year stretch where I was celibate. And during that seven year stretch, there were a couple of times where I had crushes. But for the most part, I mean, nothing. I like <laughs> I was asexual level. I mean, I certainly don't do it for seven years. Um, I, I'm, and I'm not even saying everyone should, but I think it's a really magical thing to experience. So what I will say is if you are in this stage and you're really frustrated and I get it, like I totally get how frustrating it can be. I do think just roll with it. It's a really magical time. Maybe if you're single right now and you've just been not having the best luck on the apps and going on dates, maybe turn everything off and give yourself exactly 30 days to like detox. I was just going to say one month. I love Shut that. Up. I love okay. that. Yes. You, oh my God. That's so weird. Did you write that? I didn't read no, that. Did no, I? no, no, no. Okay. I, it just, as you were saying, I was thinking one month would be a good one amount month. of time. Yeah. Don't right? do it for years. That's weird. No. That's crazy. <laughs> 30 days. <laughs> 30 days. Yes. And this is if you're already dating and things aren't going well, put your apps on mute, delete them off your phone, whatever, and just focus on yourself like have the most fun summer go out with your friends but not with the intention of meeting people just fucking like focus on yourself and then after a month get the apps back get back into it don't go out of your way to like hook up with anyone and even I think if you meet someone you can hold on to their information and say hey like I'm just sort of focusing on myself right now like I'll hit you up and hit yeah. them up in like two weeks or a week. I mean, at this point, it's only 30 days. So the longest they have to wait is like three weeks, honestly, which is nothing. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Oh my God. I'm so excited to hear feedback on this. Everyone's like, fuck off. Like we just are allowed outside. We're not going 30 days without dick. Like go <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> Just try it. I mean, if you're not getting dick anyways, it's not. At least now you're like, I'm making the conscious decision not to get laid. Yeah, and if you are dating and it's going well and you're enjoying it, keep doing it. But like, we're not telling yeah. everyone to stop. We're just saying if you're like kind of jaded by the whole thing right now, you're. I've been talking to a lot of people who are like, I've been dating for years. I'm over it. Cool. Just take a little break. So the next stage you have is pre-talking what is pre-talking oh when you're just like it's a crush yeah like it's someone you spot someone on an app or on the street or on instagram or something but you're not actually talking yet honestly i don't think we need to dive into this because we've talked about it in so many previous episodes but check out episodes 2 19 and 20 we talk about it in all three of those i don't know if you have anything yeah. else to add i think this having a crush on someone is so much fun so just enjoy it uh, it's my favorite thing because then like once you start talking and stuff they're probably not going to measure up to how you've no. it in your head <laughs> so just enjoy this time Enjoy the stalking from a distance phase, you know, just sort of stalking their social media, stalking what they're doing, stalking them. I don't know what you're fucking into, but it's just fun. It's fun to have a little crush and just enjoy it. All right. What about like early talking before you go on a first date? Do you have anything for this? When you like match on the dating app or let's say you slide into DMs or let's say you approach them on the street or something. I don't know, but I think it probably applies more for apps or Instagram. I think the biggest thing for me in this stage was that I kind of, not that I would say I regret, but maybe I would do differently is whenever this would come up, whenever I'd match with a guy, I'd always find reasons that I didn't want to hang out with them. I think a lot of women do this. We like psych ourselves out in a way. I hate going on dates. I've talked about this before and I would literally find anything that they would say or do to turn me off so then I wouldn't have to see them in person. And if there's anything I would say, if you're kind of doing that, give it a chance. I mean, if he's a real fucking creep, then obviously don't give it a chance. But if you're a little bit on the fence because you're like, well, I don't know if I'll like him because maybe he, I don't know, said something stupid. Don't take text messaging that seriously. Guys aren't really great at texting. I'm not great at texting. So give it a chance. Meet up with him in person. It's it's not going to hurt, you know? The only thing I would add is I just heard the study that you should meet someone physically within 21 
31 days of talking to them, which frankly is like a long ass time because they say that if you talk to someone for more than 21 days, the way that you picture them in your head is going to be so ingrained that it's it's not going to mesh well if you meet in person. So try to meet them within 21 days. Again, 21 days is a pretty long time. So I like that a lot. Okay. First date. I have some strong feelings on this. Okay. And I'm about to get really fucking heated potentially. Ooh, I'm so excited. There was this video and I, I sent it to you, Hiva, that went viral of this girl and I don't remember verbatim what she said because I haven't seen it recently I'm literally getting heated just thinking about it like I'm feeling my face getting flushed where she said if on a first date I want a guy that is going to take me out to a nice dinner like if you're my my time is worth something and if I'm giving you my time then I don't want to just go like get a drink or get coffee. Like I want you taking me out somewhere nice. I'm sorry. I think that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. And I'm assuming she's single. I think she's single. I think there's a fucking reason for that (laughs) because (laughs) she's clearly approaching dating in the worst possible way I've ever heard someone publicly admit Here's the thing. And me and you talked about this. I sent, Do you remember I sent mm-hmm. you this video? Mm-hmm. You know, there is nothing wrong with going out, first of all, to a nice place on a first date at all. And there's a lot of ways that sometimes you end up coming to a first date. But let's say in general, if you're going on a first date with a guy, the odds are you don't really know him probably met on a dating app. Maybe you met him a few times through friends. But if he's taking you out on a first date, realistically, I'm generalizing here, you guys don't really know each other. And so let's just say, for example, you guys are going out to a relatively nice dinner. Let's include transportation, drinks. You guys both get a meal. Maybe you get an appetizer and share it. It's going to be a minimum, a minimum, I would say, between $100 and $200, right? Like most places, if he's taking you somewhere relatively nice, that's how much it's going to cost. Now, in terms of finances, let's just say he's doing well for himself. Let's just say I would say, what, six figures as well, right? A guy Mm -hmm. making six figures. Unless you're fucking dating Bill Gates, which let's assume you're not. I know he's newly single, but I highly doubt he's dating any of you bitches. (laughs) (laughs) You're dating a pretty average normal guy that's making six figures. If he's dating on the regular, like if he's going out on one to two dates a week, which I think is relatively normal for a single guy. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me you expect a single guy to be spending upwards of $200 on a bitch he barely knows twice a fucking week. And that's what there's four weeks in a month. So that's that's a lot. I'm not going to fucking do the math. The math is pretty fucking basic. (laughs) It's a lot of fucking money he's spending. And here's the thing. If a guy is willing to spend that kind of money on an investment, let's just talk purely on fucking investment situation. If he's that reckless with his finances, I mean, that's a major fucking red flag, to be quite honest, because here's the thing. If we're looking at playing the stock market, which is your relationship right now, the odds are that you guys don't go to a second date. The odds are even lower that you go to a fucking third date. Guess what? The odds are incredibly low that you guys date for a year and the odds are pretty fucking slim you end up marrying this guy. So that means with him just playing the fucking odds, if he was playing the stock market right now, he's essentially flushing his fucking money down the toilet. So why mm-hmm. the fuck would you want to date a guy like that? Beautifully said, Tiffany. Thank you. I remember a friend of mine on a first or it may have been a second date, but whatever. A guy took her on like a helicopter ride from New York City to the Hamptons and back which is expensive as shit. And I remember Tiffany said, I just wouldn't want to date a guy who's that reckless with his money. Like, that's insane. That's insane. Like, I don't care how rich you are. That's just reckless money spending on someone that you don't know. 
No, again, he's not Bill fucking Gates. So, like, I, I, I don't care how rich he is. You want to date a guy that's fucking responsible. And I hate this whole thing that, that she was like, well, my time is money. First of all, this isn't a job, okay? Yeah. Unless you're a fucking <laughs> escort, you're treating yourself like an escort right now. Unless you're an escort or a prostitute, which if you are, then, sweetie, you're selling yourself fucking short because guess what? Escorts are getting paid in cash. They're not getting paid in fucking food. So number one, you're not even doing that correctly. Number two, guess what? His time is valuable as well. You know, and and I hate when women say this, that they're like, well, my time, my time. What's his time then? Like, have some fucking respect for the guy's time. He's not going out with his friends. He's taking the time out of his day. There's a lot of probably other bitches he matched with on social media. There's probably a lot of bitches that want to go out with him. He's deciding to go out with you. And at the very least... He probably is going to pay for your drinks or for your coffee or whatever, as he should. I'm not saying you guys should split it 50-50. I'm just saying I don't think you should expect a man to, like, throw down, you know, 200 bucks on a first fucking date. I think that's Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And honestly, I mean, not every girl is as cool and down to earth and girl next door as me. But um, (laughs) my favorite thing for a first date is a dive bar, like the diviest of dive bars. I want it grungy. I want like 90s music playing. I don't I want to like chat up the bartenders like I want to just have fun. And honestly, a first date should be an opportunity to really get to know each other. This is the first time you guys are sitting down, probably having a one-on-one conversation in person. It's best to just do it. You can do it over coffee. You can go to like a show and get drinks afterwards. There's plenty of things that you guys can do that are, you know, low cost and just as effective. Anything else on a first date? No, I feel very strongly about that. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. What about you? The only thing I would say is like, just fucking have fun. Like think of it as a day out with a friend, like wear whatever the fuck you want, do whatever the fuck you want, ignore all the rules, just do what you want. And we do talk about this a little bit in episode one, I think. But yeah, just do what you want. Who cares? It's a first date. What about early dating? And this is very early. Like I'm talking date one, two, three. Well, I guess one we just covered. So like two, three, four. (laughs) You know, and I feel like I've already said this a lot, but I would just say if you're listening to this podcast and you're still making sex a thing, please go back and listen to like episode one Mm -hmm. because I, again, I'm still seeing videos of these girls that are like, if you sleep with a guy early on, he's not going to want to be with you. And I just, it's so fucking toxic. And I'm so sick of this bullshit. I'm so sick of women that are just promoting these like toxic ideologies in 2021. I think it's so fucking crazy. We're still pushing this Mm -hmm. narrative and making sex such a big deal. And, and this isn't coming from a sex positive way. I just think it's coming from a realistic way. Do you really want to date a guy who after having sex with you loses interest? Why would you want to date someone like that? May as well weed him out. I don't know. I mean, but do what you're comfortable with. That's the thing. Well, yes. Don't sleep with someone because you think you should or you... Th- I think that's the issue that we've seen historically is sometimes women sleeping kind of quickly because they, you know whatever think that it might get them more interested which it definitely won't but don't overthink it like I have gone out with guys where it took over a month for I mean the German everyone knows about the German I waited over a month to sleep with him we had gone on like 15 dates before we had sex and immediately after we had sex things ended contra van guy and I had sex on our first date and we were in a very serious relationship for four months. So it just doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. If a guy is into you, you could burn his life down. <laughs> Don't do that. But he'll still be into you. Having sex with a guy is not going to change it. If he never wanted to date you, he never wanted to date you. Like holding out until his balls turn fucking blue and fall off he's not gonna want to date you after that like if anything he's gonna be like I got what I wanted now I'm done yeah exactly again but wait until you're comfortable because otherwise it won't be good yeah no it won't be good (laughs) I just remembered I was on a first date once and I just knew I wasn't gonna (laughs) date this guy but he was really hot so I was like I'm gonna have sex with him (laughs) 
<laughs> that's how I operate apparently. And I remember he didn't want to have sex. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? He's like, look, I just, I think he was kind of into me and he was like, I don't want to like rush things. Mm -hmm. And I was like the opposite. I was like, fuck this. Like, (laughs) let's rush it. (laughs) Yeah, let's rush it. And I remember him saying, and this has really nothing to do with what we're talking about. I don't know why this popped into my head. But he was like, listen, like, I just wanted to know, it, like, even if we have sex, I, I still want to see you after this. And I was like, I literally don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I didn't say that out loud, but I was thinking that. And to be honest, that's how guys are, too. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I was a, I was going to just have sex with him and, and never date him. So, like, it just didn't. There's a, if he had held out, I would have waited two more weeks and had sex with him and then not dated him then. Like... Yeah, I'm the guy in this situation and I'm just telling you there is nothing he could have done. I decided on the first day I did not want to date this guy and I just wanted to sleep with him. And there is nothing he could have done to change that. Yeah, I love that. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) We have it from across enemy lines here. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah. What about dating but not yet exclusive? What would you say yours is? So I have a bit of a cautionary tale. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) So end of last year, I was seeing someone who I was really, really, really into. I mean, he definitely seemed into me, but he also seemed like he wasn't trying to be like in a committed exclusive relationship. And I handled this by starting to date everyone under the sun (laughs) like pretty much anyone I came across (laughs) I went out on thousands of dates I honestly I dated more during that period than I've ever dated in my entire life I wasn't really hiding it from him either and on some level it's definitely because I wanted to make him jealous and be like oh okay you're not going to commit to me cool 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 guess what all these other fuckers want to date me and I wouldn't do that now I'm not saying you shouldn't (laughs) like I, I you know I stand by that I think you should date around yada yada but here's the thing I think what I did was fucked up on multiple levels and a it was fucked up to all the people I was dating because I wasn't into them at all like I'd be out on dates with them thinking about this other guy b it was just sending weird mixed signals to the guy that I was actually into who like didn't really realize how (laughs) into him I was because he's like you're dating everyone that's ever existed (laughs) so you know I now know because we're pretty good friends now and we've talked about it that he like really didn't realize how into him I was and like you know there are parts of him where he was like I think she's trying to make me jealous but he really wasn't sure it's a low self-worth thing to do to try to make someone jealous I don't think what you did is that crazy I think a lot of us we've all done it right we all want to make guys jealous always Mm -hmm. like I'll be married with three kids and I'll be trying to make my fucking husband jealous and he's like literally (laughs) I don't care but I agree with you I think in this stage it could really impact the relationship in a very negative way yeah I think the best thing you can do is just not overthink it and Tiffany keeps saying this to me like just don't overthink it just go with the flow oh another thing that's somewhat related and this kind of goes for all dating stages and it seems kind of random but it's something I noticed recently I would talk about my exes a lot like both in mm. dating, in relationships, like with Van Guy, I talk about my exes a lot. And when Van Guy and I broke up, not that it ever caused an issue between us at all, but when Van Guy and I broke up, there was one night where I was like very early on. It was like the first or second night that we had broken up. I was in a deep, deep meditation and all of these things like came to me and I was just writing down notes in my phone. And one of them was to not talk about my exes going forward. I think it's one thing if someone asks you like, hey, what happened in your last relationship? Then I think you could talk about it in kind of a succinct way. But what I would do was like very innocent. It was like, oh, like like someone would bring up this restaurant. I'd be like, oh, my ex and I once went completely unnecessary you could be like I yeah I've been with a friend before you know I think it's just when you're dating someone new like why bring that old yucky energy in? just let it go let it be let it stay in the past 
I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. I guess I have something more on when you become exclusive. Ooh, okay, what's that? We're talking about right when you get exclusive because then we're going to talk about going steady. But I think right when you get exclusive, and maybe this is a little controversial of me to say, but you know, like the whole cool girl thing from Gone Girl. Do you remember that when she talked about being the Gone Girl? You have not seen Gone Girl. I know. And I even make references to me being Angelina Jolie in Gone Girl. She acts a little crazy, right? Is that? No, it's Rosamund Pike. Oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. I make references to being like the crazy girl from Gone Girl all the time and I haven't seen it. So I should. Yeah, maybe I'll do that tonight. You you need to see it. But there's this whole thing about being the cool girl and it's like you're very chill and you go with the flow and you, you know, watch whatever the fuck he's watching and you're just easy and chill. You're the cool girl. I think right when you become exclusive, I think it's okay to lean in to being the cool girl at first. Hear me out on this before like everyone fucking cancels this because here's the reasoning. When you first start dating, even if, you know, when you're first exclusive, when you're first in a relationship, the relationship is really, really delicate. Uh, Think of it like a paper bag. You cannot put a bunch of shit in a fucking paper bag because guess what? The bottom's going to fucking break out and everything's going to come the fuck out and it's not going to hold everything together. So look at your relationship like a paper bag. Don't unleash all all your fucking baggage. I think right when we think we have a guy and he's exclusive and he just wants to be with us, we're like, okay, here comes the hurricane. Like here's all the shit that we've been harboring inside. Here's our sensitivity. Here's our 50 million triggers. Uh, Maybe that's just me and Hiva. I don't know. (laughs) Everyone's like, we're fine. That's just you. You know what? If you're not acting crazy, I don't know why you're listening is all I'm going to say. Maybe that's just our shit, but like everyone has shit, okay? Whether you're aware of it or not, you have shit. Do not throw your shit this early on. Let the relationship breathe. I'm not saying you should act like another person. No, but just don't throw everything in the situation yet. Ease into it. Let the paper bag get a little bit stronger before you start throwing all your emotional insecurities, all your triggers into it. I love that. Beautiful. Okay. So, so the next is what going steady. So uh, by going steady, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, months or years necessarily, but beyond that initial exclusivity stage, like you're, you're full fledged in a relationship now, you know, and this is something I've recently realized. I think we all need to accept the fact that no matter how steady the relationship is, you're probably always going to have some level of insecurity. I know Mm -hmm. a few episodes back, I really ruined girls that get jealous in relationships. And I still think that's like low self-worth behavior. But I will say, I do understand being in a relationship and having insecurities. I think the best thing you can do is just sort of accept it and not expect your partner to do anything to fix it. Yes, I love that. I will also go a step further. I don't think there's anything you can necessarily do to change it. Sometimes we just have these insecurities and I think accepting it, and this is something I'm working on on myself right now, so I'm really speaking on something I'm learning, is you just have to accept it. And sometimes accepting the insecurity is the best thing you can do. You may not be able to fix it. Sometimes it's so embedded. It's so deep. It has nothing to do with your partner. It's just something that you have. It's like a scar, right? Yeah. We all have scars. Scars aren't going away. You just don't have to fixate on the scar as much. But it's going to be there. Or like a food sensitivity or something. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just have to accept that if you eat gluten, you're going to have tummy pain and break out. So you try to avoid gluten and that's that. It doesn't have to fucking dominate your life. You don't have to heal it. I think sometimes we get so fixated on like 
I don't, I'm not triggered by this. I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm okay. And it's like, you're not okay. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. just accept that it's not okay. And it might never be okay. And that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely guilty of this. Like I have such extreme perfectionist tendencies. So I'll be like, no, 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 I don't care about this. I don't care about this. I don't care about this. But it's like, yeah, bitch, you do (laughs) just roll with it. It's okay. I'm learning that a lot. And, And I think honestly, accepting our own shit is the easiest way to just deal with it and to like tone it down all right what about when you're fighting in a relationship I think what gets tricky is if you're fighting about things and you're not solving it and I think that no matter what you're fighting about both people probably need to apologize like it I think it's probably Mm -hmm. never really one-sided and I think it's really nice like even if you are the quote-unquote victim I think it's nice to take a minute and be like okay what part did I also play in here and both kind of own up the other thing I would say is no matter what you're fighting about, kind of think like, is this really worth it? And this is something you always say to me, Tiffany, like, is it really worth it? Probably not. No, I think that's a really good way to look at it too. And also sometimes what you're fighting about isn't actually what you're fighting about. Really take a step back and see if there is something you're fighting about, what's really going on. Cause it's, if you're continuing to fight and the problem keeps conti- like happening and you're not coming to a solution, maybe you're not fighting about the right thing. Like maybe there's something else that you're both upset about or one of you's upset about and you're not addressing it and that's why it keeps harvesting in different things that aren't actually the thing you're upset about. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if that made sense. I went in a fucking circle there. No, that made perfect sense. I love that. Most recently, I was in a relationship where I think we fought really effectively. And what I think we did is we both would really think about like, okay, what's really going on here? We were both really open and honest about our feelings and our insecurities. And we would have really nice, productive conversations. I think that's amazing. Yeah. That's goals. Yeah. I love that. Let's all strive for that. Well, we did break up, which takes us to the last stage. (laughs) Yeah, so you might even be like fighting in a really healthy way and it still doesn't fucking work out. So, you know, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? That's okay. Like things sometimes don't work out. Things run their course and that's okay. Um, But yeah, I have a bunch to say about this. The first one, this is something that my somatic therapist said to me a few years ago when me and the comedian broke up. And I think it's the most true thing I've ever heard. So she said that when you go through a breakup, you go through the stages of grief. Um, Like, what is it like denial, anger, sadness? I don't know, whatever, whatever it ends with acceptance. And this is what I thought was really profound. She said that you don't go through the stages in a linear way. You bounce between the stages. And I think that when you are the person to end the relationship, you generally go through the denial stage while you're still in the relationship. Like I can say Mm. that because like, you, you know, you're the one deciding to end it. So like for a while, you're kind of in denial and you're like, no, it's fine. Like I can say that I recently went through this for a really long time. I was in denial and it took a long time for me to finally be like, no, 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 this needs to end. And then even afterwards, there were a couple of times where I was like, fuck, did I make a mistake? And it's because I was bouncing around and I would just bounce around even like I I would say I've been like mainly in acceptance. But earlier today, I went through a little like spurt of anger And that's completely okay. And don't think that you're backtracking or not making progress if you're bouncing around between these stages. Just know that that's going to happen. Don't resist the wave. Just kind of roll with it. I love that. That's so spot on. Another, it's okay to be hurt and it's okay to hurt someone. I've been having a really, really tough time with this. But, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes people get hurt. And there's just nothing you can do. Like, it's worse to stay with someone <laughs> just to not hurt them. Like, that's a much worse thing to do. So it's it's okay. People get hurt. It's just life. Agreed. Completely agree. One thing I've really learned 
is to have as clean of a break as possible. Like breaking up and immediately trying to be best friends, not probably not going to work. Probably not going to work. <laughs> I really, really agree with that one. I've had two. I've had two main breakups in my life that were uh, serious relationships. The first one, it was a drawn out breakup. And I was the one that sort of initiated it. It was for the most part a mutual decision, but we continued talking after we had broken up. We tried to sort of be friends or some pseudo type bullshit friendship. I mean, I don't know what kind of friendship you can really have with someone that's like you've dated and has been inside of you. I don't know, (laughs) but we tried to be friends and he asked me, he was like, are you hooking up with anyone? Are you doing anything? And I'm an honest person. And I said, yeah, like I've, I've gone on some dates. I, I didn't slept with anyone, but I had like made out with some guy and I told him and he got really, really upset because he hadn't yet. And he was like, we're, we're still talking. Like, how are you? And I'm like, we're broken up. Like, I know we're still friends, but I have to move on with my life. Like, I can't just be sitting around not doing anything. And then he was so upset and so hurt by that, that he completely cut me off, was like, I never want to speak to you again, was super angry. And I honestly think if we had just stopped talking for a few months, maybe it would have been a a cleaner breakup, like we would have been on good terms. And because we did keep talking and he found this out, it was not a clean breakup. The other breakup when things ended, which was more his decision, I didn't speak to him at all for a a few months. And I just lived my life. And that one did have a better ending. We did end up getting back together. But I really do attribute it. I think if I'd continue talking to him and texting him and trying to like be friends with him, I think it would have gotten really sour. Like I, I, I don't even think we could have been ever cool because we were both so raw. It was still so recent. I think after a breakup, you need some time to decompress no matter what the situation was. And I think that you can eventually be friends, but I don't think you can eventually be friends until you've both had other situations. That's exactly what I was going to say. There's two factors of, I think, when you can let that person sort of back into your life on a friendship level or any level, honestly. I would do a timeline of, I think a basic timeline like this works. If you dated for under a year... Like, let's say you dated for eight months. I would wait four months to in any way have contact with them. If you dated for over like a year and a half, honestly, I would wait a year. Like if it's been a year, give it six months. Anything over a year, I would give it a year, especially if you don't want to in any way be with them and you just want to be friends. I think you need a full calendar year for both of you to completely move on. Now, let's say you're like, oh, well, you know what? This person broke up with me or maybe I broke up with this person, but I'm not 100% sure. I think you need to have a emotional and physical intimate relationship with someone before you can decide if you want them in your life. And, you know, no matter what the situation is, I think if you go through a breakup, this is the time to invest in yourself. Yeah. Like pick up a new hobby. I just started boxing. I fucking love it. Do self-work. When the comedian and I broke up a few years ago, it's when I started getting like deep, deep, deep into self-work. I mean, I already was, but it got into a whole new level and everything in my life changed at that point. I mean, like Tiffany, I know you really like to travel. I got in some of the best shape I've ever been in because I was just so sexually frustrated that I was just working out constantly because I was so (laughs) horny. I was like, I need to get on the elliptical and like sweat out all this sexual aggression. Invest in yourself. Uh, You know, you're no longer entangled with this person. You are your own person now. And just keep that in mind. Even if you want them back, that's what's most important. Yeah. And there's really no point of dragging out the breakup. 
if you break up with someone, cut contact. And also if you've been broken up with, which I have been broken up with, you know, I had dignity and I was like, I'm not going to talk to this person. I'm not going to tell them how shitty I feel. I'm going to like work out and look hot and travel and make them think I'm fucking thriving even though I'm dying inside. Especially if you still like them or you maybe there's an inkling that you want them to in any way be in your life. Putting that on them, not just like focusing on yourself, it's going to be a turnoff. It just is. And yeah, truly have dignity. I mean, when the comedian broke up with me, I had zero dignity. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I typically have zero dignity, but when someone like doesn't want to be with me anymore, I'm like, well, fuck. Okay, now like wake up call for Tiffany, you know? Although I will say, don't be in denial about the fact that you're hurting. Like, do acknowledge it. Like, do acknowledge that you need time. Like, I know someone who just got out of a relationship and he's like, oh, it's fine. I've accepted it. I've accepted it. I've accepted it. And I'm like, you clearly haven't, you know, yeah, (laughs) that's not helpful either. Don't dwell in it, but also don't be in denial. Be it's like the thing we're saying about insecurities in a relationship, acknowledge it, see it, know that it, you know, in this situation, just know that it'll take time. That's all it is. And in the meantime, invest in yourself. But the longer that you're in denial about the fact that you're in pain, that's not going to work either. Trying to numb it is not going to work. Just acknowledge it and be okay with the fact that you're in pain until you're not in pain. A hundred percent. I think that's it. Yeah. What a beautiful, beautiful (laughs) episode. (laughs) That was just so fucking beautiful (laughs) I think we really killed it (laughs) listen they can't all be hits but I think this one is I think this was great yeah the maybe the giveaway is just that you listen to this episode yeah yeah you're welcome (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what you get as a prize now (laughs) you know there's something in here for everyone so just put it in your stories and tag us come on yeah and you know what if you're not going to do it for yourself uh I am bleeding out for this show I mean the level of my personal (laughs) life that is on this show is shocking and disturbing and it's now affecting all of my interpersonal (laughs) relationships because people listen to the show and then bring up things about it to me later so honestly he was like self-sacrificing herself I mean at this rate honestly I will probably never date anyone because people are going to be like well I remember that thing you said about your boyfriend that one time yeah it's 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 you're welcome guys I'm gonna be celibate for life so the least you could do in exchange is share this episode with your family and friends he was the Taylor Swift of podcasts, just putting all of her personal <laughs> life out there, minus the Grammys and the accolades and like, <laughs> the hit songs. So really just, you know, please share this for her. Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks, guys. Love you. Thanks, guys. Love you.